<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Here's my favorite rant for the day excerpted from our podcast, which you can find over at TomHartman.com. Greetings, my friends, patriots, lovers of democracy, truth, and justice, believers in peace, freedom, and the American way. Tom Hartman here with you. The, uh, the, uh, uh, Donald Trump, the Trump, yesterday sent out an email to his, uh, millions of followers and donors. Uh, yes, I'm on the email list. And it said, the headline was, uh, Democrats cave, right? Trump is, Trump, I, I believe that Trump's, or the Republicans, set up this government shutdown with the very specific goal of framing it as Democrats care more about, quote, illegal immigrants, end quote, than they do about you, basically. That, that was the message that they put out. And, and the Trump campaign put together a television commercial, which was embedded into the email I got yesterday from Trump and the day before yesterday from Trump that went to millions of people that the media is pretty much not reporting on. It's like if it happens on the Internet, it seems like television doesn't pay attention to it or something. I don't, I don't get it because this is huge. Where the Republicans set this thing up, I mean, the Republicans control the House, the Senate, and the White House. They can, they can shut it down. They can unshut it down, right, as I pointed out yesterday. And the Democrats could have said, instead of saying, oh, well, okay, we'll work out a deal, they could have said, come on, guys, you know, pull a nuclear option for one day and, and pass your damn legislation. You don't need us. We don't run the place. Which, by the way, is the sales pitch that the Republicans used back in 2013. So, you know, among others. So the messaging on this thing was, a, was, was masterful on the part of the Republicans. Of course, they've got, you know, a billionaire donor class and a whole bunch of think tanks and a whole bunch of, you know, I mean, they, they have literally hundreds of people who are paid millions of dollars to make all these things uh, work, essentially, to, to, to figure out how to message, to figure out how to get the American people cranked up, to, to, to figure out how to anger people. So anyhow, the bottom line of what happened is that uh, Schumer and the Democrats, the, the so-called moderate Democrats, said, okay, we will trust Mitch McConnell that in three weeks he will hold a, uh, a vote, a discussion, a debate, and a vote on DACA. Now, that doesn't mean that Paul Ryan will, will do the same. They have no commitment from the House of Representatives. And Ryan has been running under the so-called uh, Hastert rule 
uh, with the uh, uh, Ryan modification to it, I guess. The Hastert rule was the speaker does not even bring to the floor for a vote anything that does not have more than 50% support within the Republican caucus. Now, that has been amped up to the point where it's now the, speak, uh, the speaker, Paul Ryan, will not bring something to the floor for a vote. See, he has the power to absolutely block anything. He won't bring it to the floor for a vote unless it could just be passed with Republican votes. And, you know, DACA, probably not. So, you know, so that's, that's kind of the downside. The upside is that 9 million children who were losing their health insurance, and it was becoming a serious crisis nationwide, just got their health insurance reinstated for the next six years. Now, that's a big deal. 9 million kids, all of them citizens, 9 million kids got their health insurance, and the Democrats get to fight this fight again in three weeks. So, you know, if I'm Chuck Schumer, I'm calling that a victory. Or Claire McCaskill or any of the, you know, the, the, the so-called moderate Democrats who worked on this thing. But on the other hand, if you went into battle, as Schumer did, as the Democrats did, saying, uh, we're willing to shut the government down over your unwillingness, Republicans, to, to do something about the Dreamers then you have to fight that battle all the way to the end. Even when the Republicans start rolling out ads, as they did in district after district against vulnerable Democrat after vulnerable Democrat. And they're not, by the way, they're not going to stop with these damn ads just because just you caved in, Democrats. They're running these ads saying, well, you know, so-and-so, Tammy Duckworth prefers illegal aliens to, to Americans or some other kind of BS like that. I mean, the, the, the Republicans and their billionaire patron class have no problem just flat out lying to you or framing issues in a way that are so deceptive that even average Americans who are just like, you know, only sort of paying attention to the news completely misunderstand what's going on, which is what the Republicans want. So what do you think? Do you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just broadly curious. I see this as, as something that, frankly, I think the, Repo the Democratic Party should have uh, gamed out in a little more detail. They should, have, they should have known what the Republican attack is, was going to be, and they should have neutralized that attack before it even started. They should have said something like, this has nothing to do with immigration, this has to do with children. This is just our extension of our concern for all life. This is, this is you know, I mean, there's, there's a number of ways to, to frame this thing, making it about kids rather than making it about immigrants, that I think would work. And in fact, are the reason principally why over 90% of Americans are in support of DACA. Although the Republicans now have three weeks to start tearing that support apart. So we'll see where it goes. I ended the show yesterday with my story about uh, Louise's hedgehog or groundhog or whatever he was uh, when we lived in Vermont in her garden and how the, the uh, you know, when she called the, the state animal control guy, he said, well, you can catch him with a have a hard trap and drop him in the forest someplace, but he will die. 
That's not his ecosystem. It's not where he grew up. It's not where he was born. It's not the area that he knows. He doesn't know where the food is. He doesn't know where, to, where, where he can hibernate. And if there's a good spot to hibernate, odds are somebody else already has it. The ecological niches are already filled everywhere else. So when you take a, a groundhog out of your garden and you put it out in the forest, it will die. The same thing typically happens when people relocate squirrels out of their attics and things. They end up in some other squirrel's territory and then they die. Taking people, you know, we're mammals too. Taking people who have never known another country and dumping them into that country without any kind of support system, without family, without friends, without a job, without a place to live, nothing. Just dumping them in some foreign country where in many cases they don't even speak the language is not only a, a, a tragedy and a disaster, but it is going to cause some people to die. For the same reasons that the groundhog dies. I mean, they're going to they're gonna look the wrong way at some drug gang guy, not even realizing that that's who it is, or, or they're not, you know, I mean, just, excuse me, the cultural ecosystem, the whole thing. And that could have been part of the Republican messaging, or the Democratic messaging, too. Meanwhile, the other, another big piece of the news is that Donald Trump is putting uh, tariffs on solar panels. Now, those of you who know my, my uh, thoughts on tariffs know that I'm all in favor of tariffs. I am a fan of tariffs. The problem is this, these tariffs go away after four years. What company in its right mind in the United States is going to invest millions and millions of dollars in a factory to build solar cells where the tariff is protecting them, that's a good thing for the first year or two or three, but by the fourth year they have no protection at all and they're back competing with the, you know, dumped Chinese goods. It ain't gonna happen. It's like a self-sabotaging thing. It's like, it's like throwing a bone to the base. Well, mostly what it is is it's kneecapping the solar industry. I mean, I think he's doing this for the big oil guys. So is Chuck Schumer a political genius or a dolt? We'll discuss, we've discussed that today on the program. Plus, weighing in on the issue, the former president of Mexico, Vincente Fox. A lot in our program today. Check it out. Uh, the commercial-free podcasts are available at TomHartman.com. And, of course, clips from the show on YouTube and here on Facebook.